This is Game Designed Unboxed, inspiration to publication on the No Direction Network. Danielle, Denise, and Ben interview tabletop designers on the games they've made. Together, they unbox how a game went from inspiration to publication. Thank you for joining me, Denise, and Danielle for Game Design Unboxed, inspiration to publication, episode 15, Cat Lady. Today, we are joined by Josh Wood, designer and illustrator of Cat Lady by AEG Games, as well as designer of AEG's Santa Monica and co-designer of the Tiny Towns expansions. Josh, thank you for joining us today. To get started, would you share a little bit about how you got into the gaming industry? Yeah, I think like uh, many people, I was just playing a lot of games and I, I think I had the crazy idea to just try it myself. And um, I started designing games, went to local meetup groups, and uh, I was fortunate to meet the CEO um, of AEG, John Sinser. They picked up Cat Lady, and I think I just hung around him long enough until he decided to give me a job. I think that's what happened. Oh my God, what? I feel like you need to expand on this even more. Like what meetups, how? Yeah, so um, I, I was in, uh, there's a local playtest uh, group here in LA called the SoCal Playtesting Group. And I was working on a couple of games at the time. And uh, John Clare, the designer of Space Base and Mystic Veil vale, is in that group. And he uh, obviously has like a lot of ties to AEG as well. And, you know, he introduced me to, to John Zinzer. Um, they got interested in Cat Lady. And, you know, there was like a lot of these things. There was like a little bit of time back and forth, like, ooh, will they, will they publish it? Won't they? Um, and then once they decided to do it, I think in that time period, I was going to a lot of meetups with John Clare, John Zinzer, and myself. And... I must have said something that impressed John enough to uh, give me the trust to work on Tiny Towns. And because I worked on Tiny Towns, he was like, oh, this turned out great. Um, we're looking for another developer. And I think that's how I got kind of, it's like a lot of like little details and that's just kind of how it kind of came to be. And after Tiny Towns, I just, I got a job as a developer um, and they also published some of my designs and it's pretty great. Sounds like it. What inspired you to design Cat Lady in the first place? I, I wanted to um, design a game where people would collect things that made sense. Um, I, I wanted to make like a simple drafting game set collection. And I thought that the idea of collecting cats would be very cute um, because you always want more cats, but at a certain point you can collect too many cats. And I really wanted to work on an interesting drafting system other than just the standard take a card and pass. Um, so people could play it to players. And so that's kind of where Cat Lady came from. That's great. Uh, I definitely enjoy how it plays at two players and also does a little bit of a shift in terms of how you draft. I think it's really interesting. So could you share a little bit around how you play Cat Lady for any of our listeners who haven't had a chance to, to play it yet? Yeah, so in Cat Lady, um, there's going to be nine face-up cards in three rows of three. 
And on your turn, you're going to simply take an entire row or a column of cards. Um, most of the cards that you're trying to score points with are cats that have food requirements. So a cat might need two tuna or one milk or a chicken. And if you fully feed them, they're worth a certain number of points. And if you don't feed them, they're worth negative points. And so you're trying to draft the cats as well as the correct food for them while not going over on food or have too little food. And then there's other things you can feed them like catnip and get them toys to play with. And you can even put them in costumes and just sort of things that I, I figured that other cat lovers like myself would enjoy in a game about cats. See, that makes me want to know, are you more of a cat person or a dog person? I, I am... Um, I am a lover of all animals. I really want that to be clear. I'm a big, you know, animal lover, but um, I would say I have a slight affinity more to cats. Uh, my my cat is actually sleeping right by my feet right now. Um, I grew up with cats. I had three cats growing up who are all in the game. And um, I, 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 I don't want to say I dislike dogs because I love dogs as well. I've just always liked owning cats maybe a little bit more that's okay i'm the same <laughs> which three cats are your cats that are in the game yeah so blackberry shadow and sweetheart are all in the base game and then my current cat marshmallow is in the expansion as a stray cat um i i got marshmallow after the base game had come out and so that's why she's not in the base game but then i was really happy i got to put um, her in the expansion. And and actually, there's a lot of cats in Cat Lady that are based on cats that I knew, friends' cats, um, or famous cats, or named after famous cat ladies. Um, Ernest Hemingway, um, you know, is famously a, you know, a, a person who loved cats and had all those six-fingered or six-toed uh, cats. And there's a cat named Hemingway in the game for that reason. Um, there's also even just a cat named uh, Henrietta uh, Von Weedle in in the game, and apparently it's a woman in Am Amsterdam who has a houseboat with like forty cats, and or she did at one time. And this is just like a a, a famous cat lady that I could put in the game. And I, I got really big into putting a lot of weird small details in such a you know a simple kind of card game. I love that so much. Flavor text really does add that extra level to any simple game does and i i just love that there's a whole world of uh cat lovers and that's going into um each of the cards i just think that's really fun and you can see the love and the cuteness just uh just pops every time you play i'm curious uh what kind of changes did you make to the game while you were play testing and developing it i will say that there wasn't a, a lot of changes from my first initial uh, play test. I remember I really wanted to try to figure out what drafting system I wanted in the game. And usually at play test events, I would just be like, yeah, this game is three rounds. And we just go through the deck three times. And then each time you just draft it differently to see what which like round everyone liked the most. And what people liked was that rows and columns draft. But then I was like, oh, now you're going to do a Winston draft for the cards. And people were like, I didn't like round two. That The Winston draft was not good. I liked the row draft. And, um, and then I just sort of, you know, tried to just balance things out. Um, the game surprisingly um, kind of um, 
came out pretty easily. Um, and there wasn't a whole lot of, you know, work to be done on it. I, I, I was, you know, I, I, I worked really hard on trying to make sure everything was very well balanced and to make sure that there was a lot of fun in the names and the art, um, which actually was not intended to be the final art for the game. I just drew the art to kind of show the publisher what I thought would be appropriate art for the game. And when they bought it from me, they were like, oh, we actually just want to print this in seven months. So, or, or rather we want to release it in seven months. So they said, can we just use this artwork and um, we'll just pay you to do a cover. And I just sort of was like, yeah, I, 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 I had always expected them to get a, um, a professional artist to do the art, but um, they sort of convinced me that my art was, you know, ch charming or, uh, you know, good for the game. And I was really resistant, but I am glad that my art made it into the game. Do you have an art background or was it just something that you did for fun? Because I, I love how it looks personally. And I think it was a good thing that they kind of bullied you into keeping it. Yeah, I I went to school for animation. I was I, I have a degree in animation. My bachelor's is in animation and my master's is in visual effects. So I've always been an artistically an artistic person um, my entire life. And you know, I, I always liked drawing cartoons um, as a kid. And um, so so that's never left me. And, you know, at AEG, I do a lot of art direction stuff. And um, so, yeah, I, I, I do have an art background, but I, you know, I was surprised when they decided, oh, this artwork is, you know, good for the game. And I was like, oh, I, I just, I was like, can I actually fix some of the pieces? Because you know, I think that this like tuft of hair on the cat is off and like the ear is a little and they're like, mm, you, you, you can fix anything you want, but you can only fix it in three days. And it's like, Ugh. Oh and I God, remember I, <laughs> I, I, I fixed um, the drawing of the milk cartons because it didn't look good. And I fixed um, the, the way that the, the lost cat flyers looked. And that's all I had time to do. And I, I had to do that cover in um in that three-day period and i didn't even know what to do i just kind of drew a cad and um i didn't know what to do with the background so that's why it's like that watercolor thing um i, I think yeah. it, my, my friend jeremy win who did the art for um santa monica and who you know he's a cartoonist for the new yorker I bugged him a lot about like, oh, do, do you think that this looks good? And I remember he was doing stuff at the time where he was putting water, watercolors in the background as a simple way to add uh, texture. Um, and I, I think that's just why I went with that. See, and that's the part that I remember the most when I see your box is the watercolor look. So I'm glad you're friends with him because it worked out really well. Yeah, I'm happy. And you said that it wasn't a lot of playtesting, but for the little, or I don't even know, like how long were you playtesting this game for? Were you just taking it to meetups or were you putting it at conventions or how did you playtest? Yeah, I, I, maybe I'm, maybe I'm not fair when I said that like, oh, there wasn't a lot of play tests because I, I did play test the game a lot. Like it went through 200, 300 plays. I was bugging people all the time to play it. But I, I should say that there wasn't a, a lot of significant changes. There was just okay. a lot of trying to figure out how many cards go in the deck, 
how many cats were too much, how much food needs to be in there, how often should a cat not be fed at the end of the game. It was a lot of just these micro things, which are very important to a game, but the rule set was sort of always intact. And I felt pretty happy with that. And it's 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 weird because definitely every other game I've designed, it was not that easy. It was always going through a long process of, oh, people don't even like this mechanic. I feel like I should start over. I think I should throw away this game. And, um, you know, I should need to add this. Now I need to subtract that. Now I need to add this. Where Cat Lady, everything was sort of in there. And then it was sort of more fine tuning. And that fine tuning process took a while, but it was easier, I should say. Okay. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Me personally, I wish I could just push any game I'm making. That last like leg of the race of that fine tuning is my least favorite part. And I would love to push that off on someone. So good for you to keep up with it. Yeah, it is definitely the most difficult um, part of uh, of designing a game is just getting that last bit where you're happy with it. Because honestly, once a game is done or it's going to be published you you just don't have as much control at a certain point and that's kind of when things are very crucial to you and you want to make sure because early in the process there's a lot of time for change and there's a lot of experimentation you can do but once you're kind of in that spot you have to figure it out or it's just going to be published with those flaws or you know whatever you want to call them Oh, for sure. So I'm curious if you had the expansions for Cat Lady in mind from the very beginning, or when did they come up in your process? And if you could even share a little bit about uh, the expansions you have so far. We know it's low-key because you got Marshmallow and you needed to add Marshmallow. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, uh, that that is a driving force. Uh, I, you know, I <laughs> wanted to do an expand. Well, you know, I, I always think like, oh, games come out and then they get an expansion. And I wanted to do an expansion like immediately. I had like had stray thoughts of what could be in the expansion. Um, and I think treats and boxes were always in my mind. Like, oh, especially after I got Marshmallow, I was like, oh, that's like two things that I kind of didn't realize are a big part of having cats, which is giving them treats and then them sitting in boxes. You know, my cat, like I said, is right by my feet inside a box sleeping where she sleeps most of the day. And, um, you know, and so that was an easy thing for me to think about. Another thing was, you know, adding more colors of cats. I thought I was going to add two more colors of cats in the expansion, but gray was the one that I think people stop me at conventions like no you don't have any gray cats in the game and so i think that's those are the things i added to box of treats as well as some other things like a solo mode and the ability to play up to six players um and then you know one of the things that was suggested to me when the game got turned into an app was a way to have kittens in the game and I had never really considered that because I kind of think of cats and kittens as sort of the same thing. They're they're all just fl- fluffy fur balls to me. Yep, so, cute. <laughs> <laughs> but but now you know we having the micro we have the micro expansion coming out later this year, which is just um, ooh I I can't remember how many cards it is. It's like it's like fifteen cards. It's like so it's three per player. So um, it, it's it's only eighteen cards. Plus, I think you get three more stray cats. So it's only like 20 cards or so that you get in, in the micro expansion. But it's just like a nice little thing that, you know, 
people kind of tell me what what they want to see um because design expansions are easy in the sense that you already have a lot of the framework built around it and it's just sort of about adding in the things that you think could be cool um but sometimes like you know the you know you try to put as much as you want into the base game so you just sort of let players who are fans of the game tell you what they want and then that's what you kind of do no, that's a good way to do it, especially because the fans are the ones who are buying the game. So catering somewhat to them, they're not always right. Good call. <laughs> Absolutely. When did you find out they were going to make a digital app for the game? And how involved were you in that process? Right when I was getting hired uh, by AG, I think is when the app was um, being put into development. I didn't have a lot of uh, communication with nomad games they sent me a couple emails clarifying rules and they just told me things that they wanted to do and i sort of said yeah that sounds awesome um, one thing that they did have me do um was for the holiday i redrew toys and costumes to go into like their their little like holiday pack so so around uh december you know, now um, the there's like a Santa hat that you can have to as a costume for your cat. And I drew those all in an airport. I don't remember where I was going <laughs> nice. to or from, but I just remember I drew them in an airport. And I sort of like, I think I just, you know, took a picture on my on my phone and just like sent it to them and be like, does that look good? And then um, and they're like, yeah, it looks awesome. And, um, you know, <laughs> that's great. And how long in total do you think it took from the inspiration to the publication of your game? You know, I think it was about two years, maybe a little bit more. Um, you know, I, I, I was working on a lot of games at the time. And when I kind of, when I thought of Cat Lady, I went really, uh, I, went, I became very focused on finishing Cat Lady um, and like I said, I, I was play testing that a lot and I was taking to a lot of events, um, but I was starting to work on, I guess, some other things, but you, you know, it, it was, it, it was relatively short though, in my mind, because there wasn't a long process where we signed the game to when it came out. Um, you know, usually, um, you design the game, you show it to a publisher, the publisher kind of sits on it for six months and then you sign it and then they work on it for another six months to a year. And then it comes out another six months after that. Or like I said, after we signed the contract, they're like, great, we're going to start printing in three days. You better fix everything. Uh, like, you know, any art that you want to. And, you know, I felt like there wasn't a lot of, there was still some testing I wanted to do on the stray cats. Yeah. Um, and this is this is uh, how Cow actually made it into the game. You know, Cow is the is the stray cat that everyone says is really broken. Um, um, and, a broken cow. <laughs> and, and, well, and the reason why uh, Cow is so good is because originally um, they were worth one point for every food you you fed them, and. You know, on the la like literally the day before we sent it off to press, I just was like, uh, it's not good at one. Everyone complains about it one. Uh, let's just do it two. And I played one game and it didn't break the game. So I was like, I'm sure it's fine. And then, of course, it came out and everyone was like, oh, this card is really good. And it's the best card in the game. And maybe it shouldn't have been in the game. <laughs> 
That happens. <laughs> you got a story out of it. Absolutely. And I also love that Cal is so powerful and special. Can you expand on how your partnership with AEG has continued to grow after Cat Lady and uh, especially as working as a developer? How did that transition happen? Yeah. So I, you know, I was just spending a lot of face time with, um, with, with John Zinser, the CEO. I was going to a lot of um, playtesting events that he was hosting. And I, I think I just told him, I said, you know, I hope to be a developer one day. I said that that would be sort of a dream job for me. And, you know, he said, well, we can maybe try you out on a game. And that game was Tiny Towns. Oh, nice. That worked out so well. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, it's always kind of uh, worrisome when you're, when you know, when you're told like, oh, I think this is going to be the game you're going to be in charge of. Because, you know, what if you get put on a project that's really struggling and that's not very good? And Tiny Towns, it was a really great game from when I touched it. And so I got to just add a like you know a little bit extra with, with pete i mean i give pete all the you know credit for that game and um you know we released uh such a such a great game and i think you know ag saw my value and then they said well how would you like a full-time job um and since then i've gone on to work on you know several ag games and you know i have you know a couple ag games coming out next year that i've developed and um, you know, I'm always working on projects with them. And so it's just my full-time job now. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, it, it's great. Uh, all I do is get to make board games that aren't designed by me and board games that are designed by me. And so it's, it's, I'm, I'm very fortunate. It's something I, I really want to, I, I really want to make sure I stress to everyone that I, I feel very fortunate that I get to do this. That is so amazing. Have you found that you prefer development or designing more? You know, I like designing more um, because um, I, I don't, I mean, I, I feel a little bit more attached to the pieces and, um, but I also lose a lot more sleep over my own designs. You know, I get very stressed out about them when they're going to come out Um and so I, you know, they each have their own advantages and disadvantages. You know, it's great to though just hear designers tell me a game that they're working on. I go, it's like those moments when you play a game, and you're like, oh, I wish I could have designed that game. That's so genius. There's just times now where I play a game and I go, oh, I wish I could work on that. Wait, I can. I'm going to work on it. And so I get, I get some of that. Um, you know, I, I get to work on great projects. Like it was awesome to um, work with Elizabeth Hargrave on Mariposis. I got to work with John Clare on Ecos. I got to work with Pete McPherson on Tiny Towns. It, it's great because I get to um, work with other talented people. Um, but there is something that I do like about, you know, my creation and just really trying to express myself uh, through my designs. No, I could definitely see that. 
But as far as, I mean, working with all those, do you have anyone in particular you've enjoyed working with the most? Uh, that's a trap question, and I refuse to answer it. <laughs> all right. All right. That's fair. So as far as Tiny Towns went, what was your favorite and least favorite experience of making the game? My least favorite experience is working with Pete. Uh, no, no. I love, mm. I love working with Pete, and that's definitely my favorite part. Working with, with, with Pete, um, who's very uh, warm and receptive, and um, that's, that was my favorite thing. Um, my least favorite thing is maybe my least favorite part of all my job, which is when I have to do, um, hard choices like, uh, we have to cut this down the budget down, or we have to, you know, do this or this for, for cost reasons. And that's the hardest part of the job when you have to tell designers like, no, I'm sorry, we can't do that. Um, and the best part of the job is getting to tell designers, yes, I think we can do that. So then in comparison, when you were working on your own game, Cat Lady, how was that different? What was your favorite there and least favorite? My favorite, um, thing is, uh, my favorite part was realizing, um, that the game was, was done, so to speak. Um, I used to give people surveys to fill out after they, um, after they, you know, play tested a game. And I just realized that they were all kind of coming back positive and people didn't really have a lot of notes. And then I just was like, well, I'm glad that that one group did, but what about another group? And I kind of just yeah. noticed that I wasn't getting, you know, a bunch of notes back about the game. And I realized, oh, maybe, maybe I made a board game. And, and it was, it was kind of a weird thing where it's like, oh, this is a game that I should just pitch and could be published and people could have. Um, and, you know, the, the worst part about it is, you know, the anxiety that I have that, you know, uh, 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 what did I do wrong? What, how could I have made that game better? D is, is cow a good thing for the game? Because some people love the fact that cows in the game and it's this really powerful card and some people dislike it. And I don't know how I'm supposed to actually feel about cow. Did I make a mistake or did I accidentally make something really fun? Uh, I could definitely see that. I personally like cow, so I'm on that side, but that's just one. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm glad that you do like how, yeah. I think that's one of the challenges of creation and, and, and design and art in general is you, you put it out there to then be um, uh, enjoyed by others and they're going to bring uh, their perspectives and their, um, per, yeah, they're going to bring their own experience to it. And you it is, it is difficult as I, I have, I feel like I struggle with that too, even in, I, I do my own like creative writing and it becomes this other thing once it's consumed and have to kind of struggle. There is always that struggle with another person seeing it going, Oh, I didn't like this piece, but I like that piece. And there's a really valid place for that criticism. But even as a, somebody who is in that process of creating and putting out there, it's a vulnerable thing to do. Um, and you don't have control over how it's going to be received. And I think that is a worthwhile risk though, because I think what you did put out is <laughs> so much fun. Um, and, 
yeah, that's the risk that's always there. But the reward is that you are creating an experience that people are enjoying and even are able to give feedback on. I think that's pretty incredible. Yeah. One of the great things about making a game is getting to see people who like the game and tell you um, how much they're enjoying it. Um, at, at Gen Con, I sign a lot of copies of Cat Lady. I, I do a little special thing where I draw a cat inside the inside the inside box lid, and I usually write like a little message, like "Oh, thanks for playing," or "Always feed your cats," and I sign my name. Um, and I had a couple come up to me, um, and they said, "Oh, you know, thanks again for signing our copy yesterday. Could you sign one more for us?" Um, and they said, well, and would you like personalize a message in there? I said, oh, of course. And they said, well, you know, we got here late today to, uh, to uh, Gen Con because uh, I, I, this, this woman had just gotten an ultrasound. And she's like, oh, I had my first ultrasound uh, or not, I guess not her first ultrasound. But, but she's like, we found out the, the gender of, um, uh, of our baby. Um, and we really want a special way to tell our parents that they're um, that they're they're going to have a granddaughter, and so they had me draw a cat on the inside, and then it has the message "It's a girl" on the inside. Um, and, and to just think that I'm part of that family's uh, story is um, it, it's incredible. I, I it really um, it really touched me that that people would, you know, think so uh, highly of something that I made and they wanted it to be part of their family's story. And so, you know, it's, it's incredible that, that I got to be part of that. And so, you know, that's, that's why I am so happy to make board games just to meet people and have interesting stories like that. So special. Wow. That's like the, that's a big, big heart emoji for that moment. Really cool. If you could offer one piece of advice to designers, what would it be as you reflect on your experiences, not only with Cat Lady, but as a developer? Yeah, I think um, my advice is always don't be afraid to make big changes in your game. I think a lot of designers work on a game and it works a very specific way. And they're afraid to make big changes because they're kind of worried that they're 80% of the way there or something. And then they're worried if they take it back to 40%, that it's gonna be a whole lot of extra work, but it's worth it. And I think my other piece of advice is keep going, know what's important about your game and keep chasing that. I think those are my two big pieces of advice. No, I think that's great. It's hard as a new designer to really know what your game is meant to be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, a lot of that's going to be, you know, you know, like an internal reflection that you you know, something you have to figure out, but also ask people what they will want from your game. It, you know, it's amazing how people um, will say, oh, you know, the thing that I didn't like is that, you know, this is what I was hoping the game would be. 
And even if that's not what you want your game to be, you know, keep keep it in mind and think about if that's how a lot of people are going to feel. Um, it's not an easy question, you know, to answer. What is the point of my game? Like, what do I want people to get out of this game? Um, but I think if you just observe playtesters um, and then be honest with yourself um, about what you're about, what you like about the game, I think that becomes easier to figure out. Like, what what is the point of this game? What are you you know hoping to do, and and how can I help that um, come across? Oh, for sure. And do you have any projects that you're currently working on that you could talk about, or is everything under wraps right now? You know, it's it's really. Um, I always feel like I, I'm always told, oh, you know, don't be so worried about sharing things. But then I also get a little worried because, you know, you never know what is going to happen to projects. So I don't want to stir up too much excitement, and then things don't happen. I am working on a new game right now that I'm very excited about. Um, that I started during quarantine and. Um, I, I hope I get to start talking about that soon. Um, I, I will say that I, I have a little micro expansion coming out for Santa Monica later this year. Um, I worked on a game called Sheepy Time um, as a developer, which is a game about um, you play the sheep that you count when you're trying to fall asleep. It's a very cute game. Um, and that comes out, you know, just, just in a couple of weeks. And, oh, wow. um, early next year, I'm, um, I developed this game, um, called the Guild of Merchant Explorers, which is, um, you know, you're, it's sort of like a ex exploration on a map kind of game, but I found this really awesome artist who kind of does cartography in his spare time and so i'm really excited for people to see how that game turns out because i think it is an awesome game and i think it also um just looks so good um and so i'm just really excited for people to to see that project that's so amazing so as a developer you get a pretty big say in the artists that get chosen yeah, on all the games I develop, I'm I'm the art director. And then on some of the other games at AG, I get pulled in to be an art director. I think it I think it was a role that I kind of fell into when I did the art for Cat Lady and people are like, What? You have two art degrees? We should just use you. And um so I got pulled into like a lot of games um to to sort of do the art direction. It's the reason why I, I was put in charge of doing the art direction for um for Mariposis uh last year because they were like, Oh, you know, we want this game to stand out. Let's get Josh to see what he thinks about it. And um yeah, so so that's a another role that I get to fill when I don't get to develop a game. I often been brought in as like an art director or even just consult on the art a little bit. It's a great way because there's so many games that AEG gets to like look at and publish. And um, it's, you know, I can't work on all of them, but sometimes I go, Ooh, but maybe I can convince them that I can do the art direction on that one. <laughs> That's so awesome that you're still using those talents. Has anyone asked you to use your animation skills yet at AEG? 
Um, you know, I, I don't think anyone specifically asked me to do my anime. There's definitely like weird stuff that I'm asked to do, um, like doing some 3d models or whatever for, um, the back of our boxes. A lot of those 3d renderings are done by me just because I know how to use 3d software. And, um, I would say that's the closest thing. There's no, no actual animation stuff going on, but people do have me do nice little things that that i i'm like oh i i i did go to school for this and i kind of know what i should do here that's so exciting josh uh i'm really glad that you've brought your wide array of talents to the board gaming and i can assure you that uh there are lots of folks who are really excited about the upcoming projects you named based on your success with cat lady santa monica tiny towns, so many things. Uh, Thank you for joining us for this episode of Game Design Unboxed, Inspiration to Publication, Episode 15, Cat Lady. Thank you again, Josh, for joining us. It was a delight. For anyone who's looking to find you, where can you be reached? Yeah, on Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Sir Josh Wood. On both those things, and and uh, I just want to make sure I, I squeeze this in there. Uh, thank you guys so much for um, having me on the podcast. It was it was a real pleasure. Oh, same for us. Oh my God, for sure. <laughs> and this is your host Denise. You can find me on Twitter at Year Twenty Three, and then Danielle. So you can find me on Twitter at Creative DMR, on Facebook at DMR Creative Group, and also on. Instagram and that's at token gamer and that's G-A-Y-M-E-R. But hey, yeah, Josh, honestly, I loved having you on. And I have three cats. So you know, we're a big fan of the game. If you want to <laughs> add like a Nova, Sansa, or Banshee to any future expansions, we're pretty cute. I mean, open to that. <laughs> um, I think I think a Nova is coming in, in in the maybe the kitten expansion i want to say there there's yes. there's a nova i Woo-hoo! maybe, maybe i'm wrong I, I mean i mean really really quickly i know that the podcast is like over but i've had to come up with like 60 cat names by now i am sorry to forget what is in cat lady <laughs> oh my god i would totally 100 understand forgetting <laughs> yeah well i hope nova's in there because then i'll definitely need to buy it oh it's definitely a must buy oh thanks again <laughs> thanks everyone This has been another episode of Game Design Unboxed, inspiration to publication. If you'd like to hear more great gaming podcasts, check out nodirectionpodcast.com. Join us next time.